Hello and welcome. This is the... I'm going to reset. I forgot the name of my own project. <laughs> but uh, I'm with a guy, friend, who just recently came into my life. Uh, his name is Al D. or Al Dubinsky. He is a comedian. He is an actor. Yes, And uh, we spent some time uh, training today on uh, on commercials, and uh, we're, I'm putting him through the ringer. He's a, tu- he's a tough nut to crack. <laughs> uh, Al... Introduce yourself a little bit, and, and, and then tell them how you ended up in my bedroom today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Basically, what happened was, uh, I'm Al D. I'm a stand-up comedian. I've uh, been doing it for, like, over eight years now. Uh, performed at most New York City comedy clubs. Uh, somehow, in my fourth, third year, I decided to get into get into acting. Uh, uh, well, a few things helped me with that is because, one, I... I didn't have a day job anymore, so this <laughs> this helped me out. And funny it, how it, that happens. It let me do that because before, you know, we do stand up comedy in the evenings, and uh, that doesn't let us do shit during the day except our day <laughs> job. So now I was able to do it, and I took my first role. And uh, along the way, I met a new comedian who wanted to try new things and kept asking me a lot about comedy. And his name was Laz Rivero. And I kept answering his questions and trying to help him getting get him on shows, get him on stuff like that. And next thing you know, we're friends. And next thing I know, he's frustrated. <laughs> Where so I was frustrated all these years, and now all of a sudden, the guy I'm mentoring is calling me up. I'm fucking depressed. <laughs> I'm depressed. So I recommended something for him. Uh, I said, uh, you know, get into acting. Because I see that you know we're started we've started doing this in a very later year. Uh, in the '90s, you would have agents and and if you were a comedian, it was a big thing. You were on the you know some showcase. Uh, you did late night TV and you got lucky and someone saw you and all of a sudden you got an agent, you got a role, or you got other things like that. But these days, we started at a time where that is just not happening. You don't, you're not going to be a comedian for a long time and then someone's going to pop up. Hey, I want you in my sitcom. <laughs> so I kind of explained my, my understanding, my opinion of all, from everything I've seen working, uh, uh, you know, get, being at Stand Up New York twice a week and uh, meeting with such comics as a, uh, and hanging out with Jay Farrow and uh, recently Dan Soder on Billions and other, you know, comedians and watching them succeed. And I realized these guys have been doing this shit for a long time. <laughs> how am I, how are we going to, me at eight years and Laz at uh, six months or that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen for a long, plus we're both over 43. Mm. So that, that doesn't help either. Me too. And, yeah, but we didn't know that the industry, a lot of bookers want young talent, and why they want it is because they think they're developing something. They think they're agents. They're not agents, and I don't even know if some of them even have backgrounds. Well, it's still an in, investment in, in, in somebody that somebody comes along, and you, you give them a little bit of a boost, and you, you hope it's going to pay off in the long run. You know, it's a, everything's a gamble. Yeah, I'm not sure what the payoff is, but I think they expect people to come back and say, hey, we, 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 we got this new comic who is big now. He started at our club. I'm not sure what this pays for a comedy club and what they get out of it. Years ago, maybe, you know, comic strip with Chris Rock and Eddie Murphy. But these days, it's kind of like, I just don't see how this is going to benefit you when they wind up on Colbert. You know, they're going to mention something else like, 
uh, one comedy club put this one girl up and promoted her to the booker of Colbert. And <clears throat> when she she got up, she said uh, Colbert announced her, and he and she mentioned a totally different comedy club. She'll be at this totally. I'm like, <laughs> so everything you've done here, every work that you put into this girl, you put her up where you wouldn't put up like uh, veteran comics. You've given her these 15 minutes, 20 minute paid spot. Everything is just out the yeah, window. We she talked didn't about even that in our, in our last club. episode. Like, yeah, friends will screw you just as hard as Yeah, as I don't think enemies. she intended it, but it just came out that she, yeah. she announced that. Another comedy Luck club. of the fucking you know, draw. Not the one that got him on Colbert. Colbert. Yeah. What you've been telling me is that uh, it's very unusual for, for comics to help comics. Or, or you don't even hear of, of anyone really helping I, I remember when I first started, I produced a whole... I had a street team for, for a certain big comedy club. So what that means is we had guys out selling. I used to sell tickets, make a lot of money. <laughs> so when I became a... And that was before I became a comic. Once I became a comic... Uh, I still sold tickets to my own show and, and to, uh, to the comedy club itself, and the owner would give me spots. But throughout that time, I mean, I've, I started producing shows and I had some leverage in this club, but uh, all I saw was comics coming to me going, hey, you know, you're the best, just talking me up and saying, man, I'm like, oh, I fucked up this, my leg hurts, it's okay, it'll get better. You know <laughs> Walk I, it off. Yeah, it's all right. So they would, you know, push just to get a spot, just to get stage wow. time. So they were, I noticed they were, they weren't really my friends. They I've just done comedy on crutches a few times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they were just doing it to, uh, uh, to get on my show. So once my show was over, I went to them and I said, can I get, and they would have totally ignored me. Wow. So I was like, wait, this industry, you, you have all these comics who, uh, you know, they'll, they're, you had a show, you used to put people on, but now all of a sudden it's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll get you on. Huh. But yet I had to get you on right away. But besides that, throughout all that time, I've asked comics questions. Who's your agent? No answer. That's wild. Uh, they'd avoid it. You can't even find out if they have an agent or not. Yeah, it turns out to be that a lot of comedians, like, they have day jobs, okay? So they, they're... they're Everyone's got to work. It's New York City. Right. Everyone's got some kind of a job. But a lot of comedians thought, well, I'll just do... So I can keep my day job, and I, comedy is at night, so I can get away with it. That's not going to happen in acting. When you have to be on an audition... Next day, or even same day, like just happened mm. to Laz. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. called same day. Well, you day. want that to happen. Well, you want that to happen, but what if you have a crazy boss over your head? I'll tell you, know, you something. Well, so you can't leave. Al, my odds of my odds of booking go up when it's a last minute audition. Yeah, my, because yeah, I have yeah. less time to worry about yeah. it, and I'm a great cold reader, and I can just run in awesome. there and just drop it in your lap. That's awesome. And I get it because that's when. That's why you train in less than optimal conditions. You know what I mean? Like you're you're ready for the worst thing to happen. You can't let your success inconvenience you. You have to make your success a priority. You have to retrofit your operation it's so like, that you can handle an influx of business. Because if you can't, it's going elsewhere, and then you lose it forever. It's or like, you have to trade yeah. so far down. They have to un under Amazon Amazon to get them back, and you're not equipped for that. Right. 
Especially, the sharks will uh, eat you the fuck up. It's, it just sounds like a check spot. <laughs> life is a check spot until it's not. Spot. That's one of my for those that don't know what a check spot is. It's when the <laughs> it's when the <laughs> it's when the audience are paying bills and are giving mm. a fuck about you and your set and your jokes. Check spots are good to getting you to that level where you could do anything. It's like that, but. If if you keep doing check spots for too long, they don't mean anything because yeah. because your jokes are just not the, the audience is not paying attention. Right. And, you're you gonna, and you're gonna and you're gonna go a little maybe a little more blue, a little edgier, a little darker, just because you got to keep grabbing their attention. You got to work hard or to keep, grab it and keep yeah. it. It's it's like when you bark people in off the street and they didn't pay for anything, so they're just sitting there judging you. Right. you know? yeah, if yeah, they're yeah. listening at all, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're probably just making out in the back because it's a Tinder date and the guy didn't have any money, so they're just wandering around <laughs> while he figures out a cheap place to take yeah. her. You know. Yeah. I think the the fear of helping people is like a fear like I don't really have my shit together. I don't really have an edge. Or mm -hmm. it's like or I know I haven't done the work in all the areas I have to do them. And that's why like uh some comedians will come into acting, they're great at landing a, a line a one liner, a one liner, but they're not really trained. They don't have any real any real footage on their reel to show that any to show anyone that they're really, really good at the job. So they just get stuck doing those one liners. Mm -hmm. Which is Good, but you're not going to win an award that way, right. you know what I mean? You're not yeah, necessarily no. going to be walking the red carpet they, with but, that. But you mean you wouldn't believe how many comedians use bullshit credits to get announced. And oh, I do it all the time. <laughs> right. Well, you don't. You have real credits. Uh, you know, One you or know, two. You, but uh, no, a lot of you wouldn't surprise uh, This is like someone who just started third day. Where I, I've been on Netflix. You, you show me. Do I click on Netflix yeah. and see you? Yeah. Is there a show? You have a special on Netflix? No, that's not a credit. And yeah. oh, one guy used BuzzFeed, Google. You can't use those as credits. I worked for Oracle for 12, uh, the biggest software solutions company for 12 years of my life. I don't go up on stage. Uh, yeah, my credit is Oracle Corporation. You said, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you get, yeah. You, but the, some things are not credits. Google is not a credit. The com, a comedy club is not a credit. No, no. You, you cannot use you Broadway. You can't go into an acting club. audition and list your comedy clubs because it's like, they're all, it's, <laughs> it's all just the same just thing to me. That. That's just a I bunch of tourists but spilling drinks all over each other, <laughs> laughing like assholes. Well, you're uh, like the perfect guy to answer. Ask this: What constitutes a credit? What should be depends a credit? Depends on who. Depends. Depend, look, it depends on the job you're applying for. Right. Think of your resume. Right. right. If you're going for a doctor's degree, you don't show your architecture right. skills. You know, it's it's just kind of common sense when yeah. you think of it that way. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's verification. It's yeah. show business. Show me something. It's not talk about it. Right. I've been, <laughs> if I ask you if you can do an accent, just start talking in that yeah. accent. I've uh, experienced in that when I met actors, when I kind of like started acting and doing stand up at night, I met actors and I, I mean, my, I would be somewhere and they're like, oh, yeah, you seem like a good guy. Here, check this guy out. He looked, he, he's an agent. He, I would oh. see actors helping actors in comedy yeah. doing all yeah. those years. Uh, well, kinda, only, I, I try to. We kind of have to because no one. No one makes it on their own. You yeah, know what I mean, you, yeah, you always yeah. need you. You're you'd get you're no auditioning for all these things. You need a reader for all of them. Right. You don't do yeah. it on your own. You can't read to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. it's weird. You're like, why is he talking to himself? Why why did he do a girl's voice for the other character? That, 
that was weird a choice uh who is this guy has he ever acted before and then you don't have a reel they're like no nope. i asked uh he said he was a comedian but all he did was cry <laughs> <laughs> he talks to himself call him and make sure he made it home okay? what kind of person he looks around kind of sad <laughs> maybe he just lost his job and he's like now it's if i don't act i'll be nowhere so you throw everything in that one Hail Mary, like, oh, if I don't get this audition, I'm quitting forever. Like, well, then why even try? Because you're not actually trying. Right. If you're not committing to the damn thing, it's not going to fly. So, like, actually, don't even waste your time. Don't show up if you're not prepared. Preparation. Don't show up if you don't want it. Don't take that spot from someone else. Don't yeah. be greedy, especially if it comes from a place of desperation. And that's that. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, that's the worst smell in New York. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Desperation is the stinkiest substance in the sh in, in entertainment. <laughs> it's like, ooh, they see you coming from a mile away, brother. Now we can smell you too because it's hot out there. <laughs> you know, you didn't even, you, did you even think of brushing your hair today? <laughs> you got to take a good hard look at yourself. You got to look at where you're at and where you want to be and say, if I keep doing this, what I'm doing, is it going to take me there or not? Right. And they'll be like, well, if I just do six more check spots. I think I think uh, every comic thinks that if they continue to doing, you know, the stand up, if I can get more spots and get more spots, if I can get more stage time soon, I'll I'll, I'll be on some show on true TV yes, or yes. something. That's that's just I mean, that's I the myth that you're sold. That's the ca the dangling of the carrot. Maybe. In the and, and you know that the carrot ain't big enough for everybody. Yeah. And you know, at a certain point, you're going to have to murder someone yeah. to eat, you know? I asked one comic, he goes, I, I just got a commercial. I'm like, oh, yeah, how, how much did it pay? Well, this, is the kind, this isn't the kind of things we discuss, you know? You know, and I'm like, really? I, I don't know. I've had actor friends tell me how much they got paid. Why is this so secretive? <laughs> you know, yeah. and you, you know, I, I, I don't know why that's so secretive. Well, the reason is, you know, again, comics are only getting that stage time in those comedy clubs that barely pays anything. So they're not going to, you know, it, and they don't want you to come and get their spots. They've been doing their spots. They don't. Other comics come. They they'll take their spots. You know, and so, that's so everyone's very very shysty about things. So hmm. there's not much information exchanging. What's the solution? Is any of this going to change, or do you well, just have to do you just have to unplug from the matrix? I, I gotta it's just use Laz's line. I gotta use Laz's line here. He came up with a line. He said, "When I go to a, a bar show or and keep seeing the same comedians grinding and going from one bar to another, it looks like a bunch of chickens with a, their heads cut off. Where are we going? Where?" going who's that going where are you going where which club are you going we're getting stage time here and it's funny what i was shocked at it was when i met industry at actors connection whatever and they did not i met the casting director from crashing uh. and i worked with them with gail keller casting and i asked her i said what do you do what do you find your your client uh, people for these roles i go do you go to and others wanted to know the answer do you do you go to comedy clubs which comedy clubs do you go to she goes no I don't go to comedy clubs. Yeah. I go to Broadway shows, off-Broadway shows, and that's where I find my talent. Yeah. And when I heard that, and this is a stand-up comedy show. Mm -hmm. It's about the struggle of stand-up comedians. And, uh, you know, it was this stand-up comedians. Uh, Pete Holmes uh, is on there, and, and it's, it's being written by a lot of comedians. I know Mike Lawrence. And, uh, and now you're, but you're set, but you're set, so you're casting this stand-up comedy show. You've casted Louie before other shows and yet 
you have never been to a comedy club and actually the way you're acting, you sound like you don't give a shit. No, they don't because they don't need, they're not hiring you to do that job. They just need to know if you can do, you can do the job that they need you to do. That's why you can't put your comedy clubs on your acting resume. Right. It's not the same. It doesn't translate. Yeah. And it actually makes you look bad. So how does because you didn't comedy figure help? out how to do it before you started doing it? Right. And then you want them to tell you it's wrong, and then you can go home and cry about. It. <laughs> so stand-up comedy yeah, does just, not help us yeah. at all in getting casted. No, it helps you get your voice out there. It helps you get your own uniqueness Persona out there. Right. Whatever they see you as, be like, yes, I can do that. You know. And in the end, it's just words on a page, and you know, you're just learning the skill of. Uh, of selling, <laughs> sell me the scene, sell me this character, sell me the storyline, sell me, you know what I mean? Sell me your pitch. Everything is pitching, pitching, pitching. Every audition is a pitch. Every, it's constant, nonstop. Every, every social media post is another pitch. One uh, old manager of mine, when I used to still have a job, one guy would be like, oh, you do comedy? I love Jeff Dunham. Are you just like him? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah sure, I got puppets sure. coming out my and ass. And you can watch his special you know, and then go, I can cut a hole in a sock and I'm Jeff Dunham. You know? yeah, I'm Jeff Dunham, yeah. <laughs> sure, uh, where do I sign? <laughs> I'll take your money. <laughs> you never know, because even that junky job, sometimes that director has got way more cooler stuff going yeah. on. They just, everyone needs to make a paycheck. So don't, don't bring your ego into it. You're uh you're in your forties, as you said. You've, yeah. uh, you've you've you're not even from this country. I'm not from this country. So you, you had to overcome a lot to get here. Yeah. You're now you're a U.S. citizen, which yeah. is uh, fantastic. Uh, you've been through. My family found it funny. I mean, we were we come from a Russian Jewish family, and we were pretty poor. I mean, I don't know why a lot of people are saying Jews have money and the Benjamin. What I've never had money. We're I come from very poor. Mm. Uh, mm. We we had like nailed it. We had like four hundred bucks when we got there, and it's a whole family. It's brother, sister, it's, it's parents, and uh, you know, and not only you know, it, there was a, we come here because a lot of Russian Jewish people come here because of anti-Semitism. We experience a lot of anti-Semitism. Mm. Basically, uh, uh, the Ukrainians were not really friendly towards Jews. So uh, Russians were not. So there was a lot of stuff going on like, uh, oh, you dirty Jew, right in the middle of the street for no reason. Uh. They are ignorant. They were ignorant. That's the most ignorance. It's very towny, hillbilly type of Ukrainian people, if I can describe them best. It's like gang mentality, mob mentality. It's something like, uh, they're very like uh, town, uh, 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 urban, rural Ah. people those are the no, most, no offense uh, yeah <laughs> i think it's the same here the rural you go the most racist you get right <laughs> well the more isolated they are yeah and that's what they've never and, yeah uh, they uh, bought they double down on that isolation yeah. so they're they're very anti-semitic so uh that caused a lot of uh that caused a lot of uh the exodus that happened so we came here as refugees because uh they didn't because of communism too because communism didn't let us practice our religion a lot of Jews are not religious, but it's still, there was a lot of anti-Semitism against Jewish people there. So they just either went to Israel or Hias and all these, uh, you know, defamation league, whatever groups uh, created routes to come to the USA. And that's how I wound up here. Yeah. Mm, wow. Besides the, uh, yeah, KGB always checking your house for stuff, you know what I mean? But, uh, but. You know, that's why a lot of Russian Jews are here. Cause the, the Russian Jewry moved to uh, Israel and a lot moved to Australia. A lot immigrated into, moved. 
if it was that easy, immigrated, uh, immigrated to the U.S. And uh, as refugees, so they had refugee status, then they get a green card, and then years later, if you don't get a DUI, you might get a citizenship. You oh, know? If you didn't do anything wrong, you, know, <laughs> you might get citizenship. That sounds like a fun process. Yeah. yeah fun. <laughs> Talk about things that you had to do that weren't comedy and that weren't acting, like other kinds of jobs you had. Like, oh. <laughs> this is about jobs. jobs? You know, tell me, you can just tell me the worst one you ever had, the funniest one you ever had. I just want to... I just want to hear what you've gone oh, through. Man, I've been I've had so many jobs. I I worked uh I worked well, you know, uh the funniest I can't even say. Let's start off with well, my first job. My first job I was 14 years old, 15. I just got a work permit. I'll never forget it. Went to downtown Brooklyn, got a work permit and and I was so excited I got this job at Burger King. And it was a crazy Burger King. Because there was like, we had this, uh, the manager was this gay guy, Frankie. I'm intrigued. <laughs> and, he was, yeah, and he was like really crazy about things. Like you, the uniform, you would have to bring in clean or he wouldn't give you a check. So this, so this one woman came in one day and she, they just thought, of, he, he was a, this gay guy and he was, and he. Not that there's anything he, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with you being gay, but when you start fighting women for a check. <laughs> They started pulling their hair out like you're a woman. That gets a little bit, a lot of uh, excitement, I'd say, <laughs> and interest. That gets them fired up <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> he went into the bathroom and started fighting with her, and the cops come and like they're pulling each other hair. You're gonna give me my check, Frankie. You're gonna give me my check, Frankie. And you got this woman who's an employee who he won't give her the check because she didn't bring back her uniform. You're gonna give me my check, and they start beating the shit out of each other. And that's just like a. That's not an environment that's a that's good for a fifteen year old kid to see. No place you know? for a child. But I just <laughs> I just didn't think. And plus, I I just didn't like the job. And, Did you ever uh, throw your pubes in the French fries or anything like that? <laughs> Did I fr- pubes? No, I was. I didn't even get to the. I never got to be the fry guy. Oh, I never made even even. Uh, you know, that was a promotion. If you wound up on fries, that was just like in the movie Welcome to Pretty, America. Yeah, I'm going to move up to fries. That's when the big that's bucks what, start rolling That's when in. the big money They're going to move me rolling. up to fries. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> what, a, what a dream you have for yourself. You oh, really oh. aimed high, sir. And you're like, you root for that guy. Like, oh, God, I hope you get it. <laughs> I hope you get the promotion, kid. <laughs> if that's all you want out of life, God damn it. I yeah, hope you yeah. get it, kid. You got... I got... Uh, you got not much going on but you seem like a nice kid <laughs> i don't know you root for the underdog that's what it yeah, is yeah you always yeah, do yeah yeah you, you do you're do. like oh i hope i hope he gets it i hope he gets it so i never got a promotion so i never made it to the fries i just oh quit. oh sorry folks oh. not the hollywood ending oh, yeah. we I were used hoping to, for and if you're in new york and you're in college so you avoid being in New York and in college at the time, you avoid jobs that pay you check. Well, I can get arrested for this, but you know, but you we we, we you do what you can for cash. I drove an escort service once. Why once? <laughs> <laughs> you seem like you'd be great at it. Do you have a license to carry firearms? I could use a guy like you. 
that's a that's good on your resume. I had to. I drove an escort. Do you have firearms training? No. Why I didn't not? Need, I, I had a baseball. You look like a guy who would be shooting people in a TV show. Every show's got Russians in it now. Every every election has it. Why shouldn't every show? You know, Vladimir from the Russian. Yeah, you got to learn to carry a firearm. You, you know, I, I, I no. just punched someone. You saw the guy. Who I, I, I worked on a vi- I worked on a parody music video with Lisa Lisa Lisa. You know, oh, the you? singer. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. I talked to her her driver bodyguard, and he told She's me how he got into it, and it's like it's good money just driving a. Oh, a beautiful woman around who's like, no, nobody's really stopping her in the street. It's a pretty cushy job, and he just gets, there. he just has to carry a gun just because it's yeah. cool. No, but no, it got <laughs> you know, it, it, easiest it, job in the world. I was nineteen years old. Oh wow, yeah, and I quit. I I like that job. It paid cash. It paid well. Do you talk about that in your standup? I don't. You know, the owner of the name of the whole escort service was Mm-mm. his name was John. <laughs> it's beautiful. It writes itself. John, and he died of cocaine. He 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 overdosed <laughs> on cocaine, and uh, I used to meet him. Well, every he died mo- doing what he loved. <laughs> I I met him every morning at the at a diner in Howard Beach. It was something out of the Goodfellas, and I would give him his go. share of the money. And uh, it turned out to be that they were affiliated with some mafia uh, uh, organized crime groups because they were in the news years later. While well, I was just doing you know restaurant work you know go i went back to school and stuff because it you know you had to work all night and drive these girls around you know and then you had to you know if you got a call you had to break into the apartment and just you know and freaking get the girl out you know so you were kind of so so, (laughs) yeah you know it's amazing growing up in new york i've never held a gun in my life only on set i've never had a gun in my life and i've never held it and when i went to other states okay well um, this is a robbery (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing in new york you can't have a gun people have them (laughs) yeah i know plenty of i know plenty of people in the internet with guns Uh, They will we not. Grew, well, you will have to pry them out of their cold. Day. How do you? How do you, we grow up in you know Brooklyn? We had to we had to fight with baseball bats or just punches or I mean yeah knives or but no one had a gun. I mean oh, there was guys with guns. What a pain in the neck it was to fight back then. Yeah, you know? it's hard. You just can't. Hey, you know. You blame Indiana Jones for that. He just shot the guy. You know, Han shot first. <laughs> that was, guys, remember? That was, that <laughs> just was shoot him. Very. Funny. Let's shoot him. Move the plot forward. <laughs> but I gave up on the escort business. Young, I didn't see a future in it for me. I, I, I mean, to be John, my future is. You to can't be stay John. beautiful forever. You know, right, right, <laughs> things yeah. start to sag after a yeah. while. That's I've given up. So, like, um, what did you? always wanted to like did you have a plan a dream i never wanted to be an actor believe it or not i never wanted i never imagined that i could because in new york i mean like what did you see yourself i wanted to be well i I wanted to be a stand-up comic oh that's all you all that's you always wanted i only i only wanted to be a stand-up comic do clubs you know what i mean yeah that's that's, and i imagined this was a great life at first i was you know wrong but you know i <laughs> you was absolutely wrong sir. it's not when i found out what it was i was disappointed and i'm like where do i go from here do i write do i act first i was really really shy about it not as shy as as being on stage but being on stage helped me do acting whereas if i never would have done stand-up comedy i don't think i would have been able to wind up you know yeah, in, in a production or of any sorts, because my last acting was sometime in high school in two productions that we did, and that's it. In maybe ninth grade, so if it wasn't for stand up, stand up helped me have to. If you could do stand up, you could do anything. 
Oh wow! You could do anything. It That's... is the hardest. I have you, and you were right. You told me like I want to show I those. Really actors. unlocked well, a lot of things for me. Yeah, it, it yeah. just really helped me get over some kind of residual fear of like of like being caught off guard, like being. <clears throat> I was always shy and a little bit, you know, picked on and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I grew up in a household where everyone was fighting, and right. it's like so you're always like, you're always on it in a in a defense mode you yeah, know what i mean yeah. so it's like y'all you, joking makes helps diffuse that mm -hmm. uh, that tension and it's a, if you can just do that for people all day long they're right. like thanks now i typically had social anxiety growing up uh you know we're in new york you couldn't even back when we were growing up like, well you couldn't even look at a guy with his girl why are you looking <laughs> at my girl well, you know, Yikes. I'll kick you around like that. So that created a lot of the social anxiety, the bullying that we got when we were younger in New York. But on top of that, any kind of immigration and uh, you don't belong here or you made you, someone's making you feel like you don't belong here. Mm. I felt that that, you know, really caused a lot of my social anxiety. So when I did stand up, I realized that it was helping me overcome the social anxiety really in a, in a very strong way because you're on stage there's people out there you've never made them laugh. You're, it's like you show up to a party and you're going to make them laugh. Of course, it's not that easy for anyone listening who hasn't done stand-up. But, <laughs> but it's also not it that hard. You have to, it's like anything, it's a skill <clears throat> and you have to acquire it by through practice. It no one's comes good practice, the first right. time. And you don't even want to be good the first time because I've seen it happen. You get up, I did it to myself. First time I got up, I did great. The second time, I kind of tanked because I was overconfident. Who are the pimps in the comedy world? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I think if you, like I said, if you go out of town, if you go on the road, I think you, there's an the opportunity to make money. But uh, I mean, from the clubs that I've worked, I mean, they, I, there's no money to be made. I mean, I was uh, getting $50 a hosting spot. Uh, and that's she would give it to me. I was lucky. I got she gave it to me once a week, and I'm like, well, this is after this. That sounds then like a good I marriage. Have to go to, yeah, you have to go to another club and get paid there, and uh, you have to go to another club after that to make what 150 dollars a night, and that's still that's I mean it's okay, but there's a lot of comics ahead of you that are doing that, mm -hmm. and they're getting you know jumping around and getting they're all having her once a week stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, going out of going on the road, I you know you you'll probably make some good you know d decent money I guess. But I kind of quit chasing the comedy clubs yeah. and give me a spot, give me a spot, give me you know, I want to get booked. I want to I I stopped doing that. It doesn't matter. So I could get stage time in many places. I have mm -hmm. uh, I you know co-produced now you know and I don't have the time for a lot of those eleven o'clock late night spots. I couldn't do late night. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. get a, in our age, I mean, it's tough to do late night you got to yeah. wake up in the morning yeah. or you got an audition early in, or so, you got to be well, on, on it, crew call burnout is a real thing yeah you yeah. can get burned out so uh what i the reason i stayed in acting i always said to myself well let me give this a shot it's definitely enough i can't imagine myself doing something like this you know but and i heard how hard it is how nobody ever everyone quits. i never heard that what no. have you heard that <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't they don't survive i'm so rich and famous what are you talking You're, about but uh I, I kept getting roles and I just, they weren't big roles. Uh, they were small roles, a few mm -hmm. lines, but they paid. Sure. And I was happy about that. And I said, this is more than I made at stand up. So let me pursue this professionally. <laughs> this looks good. My landlord likes it, so we're going to yeah, go with this. Yeah, my landlord likes it. <laughs> <laughs> Landlord's a yeah. fan. <laughs> yeah. I love being on set. You don't, you don't regret being a pimp. <laughs> you don't regret. I know. Being a... No, it gave is there me. Any, a, is there any job that you've done that you regret that you wish I, uh, if I could just erase that one from, 
from the record. Yeah, actually, the one job that made me miserable enough to get into acting, and that was what I, how I survived in New York City all these years, and this actually made a great here. living between it, two it was, jobs. It was, <laughs> it was when I was, uh, you know, when I worked with computers. It's a very boring job. A lot of ah, actors came ah. from there because, and that's really, I, I mean, it's not that I regret it. I became a specialist in the fields mm. uh, to a point where I got calls. Then uh, I made a lot of money at times, you know. But oh. I mean, money's good. You know, but I, I hated it. I mean, bookers uh, yeah, of clubs, yeah, yeah. I would come in to do stand-up. They're like, you look you miserable. You weren't feeding your soul. You look, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, and you probably look you probably look younger now than you did then because you're so I, beat I do. down. I do. There's pictures of me. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was it's horrible. Erase I was like those pictures Indian and food replace them day. with the... <laughs> I had to eat Indian food because all my coworkers were Indian. Oh so we gosh. ate at buffets every day. So I would like, I was really enormous, bro. I was like so 400 was pounds. Did, were they... Were they are you a spicy food guy? Yeah, I, I love, I love I, spicy. I, did you grow up eating spicy? It's not really or is that spicy. a, a personal choice? Did you ever, did you ever eat Polish or, uh, or, or, or Russian <laughs> mustard? Yeah. You, you've, you've tasted real Russian mustard. It's like, a, it's a, like what, you know, would you Japanese food, wasabi. But if you haven't tasted Russian mustard, you should go to a Russian uh. or Polish store, get Russian, a whole, get a stick of kielbasa and stick that into a Russian mustard bottle and just, Eat it, and uh, it's. I didn't give you advice because you'll probably be dead you're after scaring that. Scaring me a little, but uh, <laughs> if you really wind, wind up, you'll probably be in an emergency room saying, "I listened to this podcast. They said it is the hottest." Because I'm sure there's a bunch of warriors out there going, "I've eaten the most spiciest shit in my life, and you have it." You know, this is the spiciest shit. It kind of different type of Russian mustard is the heaviest Russian mustard. Uh, mustard. It pretty much wasabi is very different. It's very mm. different. Very yeah, what, well, what what we call Wasabi's what we call wasabi mustard? isn't really wasabi. It's like horseradish. Yeah, right? isn't it? Wasabi's not mustard. It's not real. It's not real. It's not wasabi. mustard. I think Polish. So that was the most interesting part of that job was the was the Indian food. Is that yeah? Because we just that, ate. It was like it's watching so paint peel off the wall. What yeah. were you actually doing on the computer? Oh man, uh, you, this, spreadsheets. I don't th- yeah, this. I don't think people want to. I'm looking at other people's money. Yeah, fixing shit, human resources, oh, how much God. people get paid. Oh, handling all. people's problems. Yeah. Oh, God. That's all. I, I would consult around the country. You should end this. This ends here because it's so boring. My escort job was one of the most fun things I've done. <laughs> but I've also... Uh, Listen, I was a I'll bartender. tell you when we're going to end this thing. Around. <laughs> I'll turn this whole podcast around. I was uh, on. Uh, I worked as a bartender on Restaurant Row for many years. Oh wow, that was an interesting one. That was you know you had to three hours. You had to now take I'm like the theater. Kind of looked familiar when he yeah, walked in. Maybe that's where me. I've seen you. I yeah, I worked there uh, for a long time too, and they uh, and uh, you know you would have you have to get the theater crowd out. That's a, that was the one job that I could have held. The, get the get the hook. Get him off. <laughs> get him off the you stage. Have to get them at six, right? <laughs> Reset the stage. <laughs> you gotta get them out right before opening. You know the the curtains you know open. And then uh, you just start moving the tables around. Come huh? on, and they'll get, the get the hint. They'll get the hint. <laughs> no, it's once they get hit with three a hours a, a day to make good restaurant oh money God. at the time, and uh, that was when I could have been an actor, but I didn't see myself doing it. I could have been could have been a bartender. Could have been a bartender. Um, I had credits from right. bartending. We school. will wrap it up, uh, not because you said so. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what's one like piece of advice you have as a guy who's seen some shit in your day? Like what? Uh, what's one thing that you always thought it was one thing, and then you find out oh, it was kind of not that. You know what I mean? I was kind of living under a, a a wrong assumption. 
whether it's comedy, music, or uh, <laughs> whatever you're into, sex. Uh. Well, I said it before, but my my it's from my experience, and definitely not maybe not from yours, but if uh, and a lot of you know comedians and you know actors, uh, you know a lot of comedians especially go and hang around the comedy clubs, and they'll hang out there all day and all night for a spot. If again, if you can't get an, uh, a legitimate yeah. audition. Uh, I'm not sure because you you have more experience, Adam, with with acting and stuff. But I'm not sure you should be there. Uh, uh, they don't really want you there if you can't get a legitimate audition. That's that's it. And uh, you know we've there's there's many reasons. It's probably it's mm-hmm. not even about your comedy. There's many reasons for I'm that. Just grabbing the tissues. <laughs> <laughs> I knew all yeah. this. Yeah, I was told yeah. early on. You know, someone said, you know, you're too old. And I took it to heart because I knew it came from. T- I knew it came from a good place. It wasn't. I, I, it wasn't a random jerk trying to beat me down. He's like, honestly, you don't have a chance. No more. I, I say it hell. like this. I say it like this. If nobody told you that you're, it's because because there there were comics who were told they're too old, but it was really. But I think if someone told, didn't tell you that you're too old and just ignored you, that means I right. think you did right. well. And, and, still... and not not horribly. You did well, and you're a good comic. Mm. And they just don't. They're not in the mood to develop. You know, it's okay. Older I, comics. There's right always now. a million other ways. In, yeah. You know, find your lane and drive your freaking lane. Yeah. You there's know other. I mean? Don't question it. Be like, this isn't what I wanted. Yeah, but that's gonna get you to where you want. Yeah. How it, do you know you didn't try? Everyone needs to find their way. Uh, Daryl. I read Daryl Hammond said. Uh, when he would, when he came to New York to be a stand-up comedian, he couldn't get an audition from any comedy oh. club except the cellar. Wow! And he said, yeah. and I just stayed there. He said they wouldn't give me an audition, and I, 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 I knew what that. You know, I kind of mm. had the same. So, mm. you know, there's one that I'm. It's two years ago they told me, but they just won't give me the audition. Damn. And damn, if yeah. you don't, I mean, they don't want you there, whether you're funny or not. That's mm. just how I yeah, see it. Yeah, you don't fit their vision. Something. <laughs> Some vision, someone's vision, a waitress's a, vision, only, uh, not an agent or who, industry. Somebody's either getting paid too much or too little, and you know they're just like just doing their job. You know, they could be your best friend, and you can know them personally. They still, I just don't. You know, I, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, maybe next month. Oh, I got your tape. You're so it's funny. Four and then years you never later. hear from them. It's oh, like, well, you're just not for us, funny. There are guys that are being told by. Uh, bookers that day we just you know we don't see old people here that's i found that to be to the very (laughs) very bad but if you're if you're just getting ignored that's that's better than being told you're old (laughs) told you yeah just you rather get ignored than well who cares i don't i don't care you know i don't care who's watching me and who isn't as long as you're getting i'm more concerned with (laughs) i'm being authentically like putting my what i want to put out there in the world you can't put a lot of emphasis on these comedy clubs. Again, they're over, they're kind of overhyped uh, to drink, you know, bars. That That's all it is. Uh, wherever, whoever's giving you stage time, wherever bar show that is packed, you're mm. better off there mm. than, than mm. a lot of mm. these comedy yeah. clubs. You're there yeah. on your yeah. time. It's your produce show. And you're like, how do I get these, uh, these agents to come see me? You know, agents have homes. They have neighborhoods. They right. go up, yeah. they, get, they drink too. You know, they might just see you in your local bar and you right. become friends with them and now you're hanging That's out in their it. apartment. Who the hell knows? You shouldn't complain that one club won't book you, book you, another club will. You should focus on who's booking you and making those audiences laugh. Because if you, you might, like, there's a club yeah, on the sure. Uptown right now yeah. where your show in Bushwick had 
10 times more people, I assure you, than this one expensive club where their rent is 37000 a month. They had six people in the audience the same night you had a show over here in Bushwick. That's wild. So where, if you told me, if I had a spot there and I knew it was six people in the audience, I don't care about the $25. I would still go and do the show that, had, that is packed, you know? Because, I mean, it's good to have a small audience, but for how long? Mm-hmm. You know, you need that audience. And it, and comedians go where the audiences are. You need an audience, period. You need an audience. All right, well, I guess that's a, that's a good place to stop. Uh, Al, thank you so much yeah, for, no, it was glad. Thank you for opening me. your heart and <laughs> <laughs> your Pandora's box for us. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look back into starting that pimp business. It pays cash. Look, oh, we can wow. do it. All. It's good for actors. Well, I heard I'm not going to make it, in, it in comedy, so I might look you up. Yeah. No, think about it. We can do it. This is a good job for actors because you get to drive the hookers later. All right, uh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk. talk. Yeah, yeah okay, let's right, discuss right, it right, after all this. All right, thanks, everybody. <laughs> Peace.